High Limit is doing some stuff to try and improve the fan experience, and people are pissed. We'll dive into that today. Plus, I've got exclusive details on the new World of Outlaws safety team and their plans for 2024. We'll also talk Anthony Macri, Lucas at East Bay, Dirt Car Nationals, and more. Let's go. It's Tuesday, February 6th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. When you do what I do with a show like this, you end up either seeing or getting sent basically all of the news items from around the sport. Some things you end up running with while others are either not that important to talk about or seemingly innocuous. Yesterday, when I saw the High Limit Fan Fest announcement, I did figure this was something that would be worth talking about on my show. They're going to do giveaways, driver playlists, some time for fans to head to the pits. It all sounds great, but not usually something I'm going to cover here. That was until I started seeing the reactions from people in the aftermath, and wow, are they negative. For some context here, High Limit is planning on opening the pits to everyone for a 20, minute to, uh, 20 to 30 minute period following qualifying and before opening ceremonies. Usually, this type of, uh, of an open pit area is reserved until after the race program is complete, but High Limit is experimenting here. And looking at their plan, no doubt there are going to be challenges. Getting potentially a few thousand people from the grandstands to the pits and back again in 30 minutes could prove to be a tough task. And after qualifying, the crews are going to be deep into making adjustments to get their cars ready for heat races. And having fans crowded around those cars trying to take pictures and get driver autographs during that period, could they make, uh, make that much more difficult? So yes, I see and understand all of the points that have been brought up. Here's where I'm going to counter, though. High Limit has promised something different. They've promised innovation. You can't do that unless you're willing to go against convention. This whole thing could absolutely be a major flop the first few times they try it. And if it is, they're just going to scrap it. That's not that hard to do. But I think if you're Brad Sweet and Kyle Larson and Kendra Jacobs and Mike Hess, you have to be prepared to blow the whole model up here and try some stuff. One of two things will happen when they venture outside the box. They're either going to discover why this hasn't been done before and revert back, or they're going to break new ground and find new things that work. But if they take the same playbook that has been run across the sport for decades, they're going to end up with the same product and the same results. A saying that I like a lot is, if you want something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. Maybe before we completely lose our minds on the internet, we give them some rope to try and fail at some things. If they uh, touch the hot plate and get burned, then so be it. But you can't blame them for at least trying to push things. And speaking of sprint car innovation, we know that High Limit will bring the MedStar safety team with them to all of their races in 2024, and that safety continues to be a mo uh, major focus around the sport. We talked just yesterday about the onboard fire suppression systems now being required by both national tours. Carson Macedo's crash at Knoxville last year was one uh, that a lot of people were talking about and pointing to as an example, and improvements always need to be being sought after. But High Limit isn't alone in making moves for this season. Yesterday, the Dirt Car Nationals Twitter account posted an, an image of this truck that is on the property at Volusia this week and will be at all World of Outlaws events in 2024. I reached out to WRG to get some details on it and was provided with a bunch of info on their plans. In the past, the Outlaw uh, officials' safety buggies were stocked with tools and equipment like compact firefighting systems, uh, specifically the Enforcer 10 that looks like this. Officials were already wearing safety gear themselves, like fire suits and helmets, and going through safety training. But they're stepping up their efforts starting at Volusia with this truck uh, at the center. In addition to the buggies, this new truck will carry the Enforcer 30 system that's much larger, 
It can produce 600 gallons of firefighting foam, plus it'll also have additional extinguishers on board. We'll also have a medboard, an Amkis battery-powered cutter. Think about like the, the big jaws for cutting through bars and metal. Plus, it'll be fully supplied for basic medical life support. And on top of all World Racing Group uh, employed officials now being required to take the SFI short track safety course, the Outlaws have hired a retired paramedic out of Texas who has 30 years of experience and who will be dedicated to the Sprint Car Series uh, specifically this year. All of this is great news, and I'm very much glad to see both series not only making safety a priority, but investing resources into improvements. I'm sure this will be well-received at Volusia this week and all season by drivers and competitors. All right, moving on. One of these sprint car drivers who I was often asked about this offseason in connection with a possible high limit run was Anthony Macri. We haven't heard much about or from this team here lately, but they were never in the conversation for joining a series. The expectation all along has been that they would stay pick and choose, and thanks to their schedule release yesterday, that's been confirmed. The 39M will start the season this week and run Volusia with the Outlaws, and then stick around for East Bay and Golden Isles with High Limit. From there, it's a mix of uh, shows all season between Central Pennsylvania, The World of Outlaws, and High Limit. And there's a few others thrown in there as well, including some weekly Midwest shows. I count 30 Outlaw races and 31 with High Limit on that schedule. The Concrete Kid was a significant topic of conversation last year, uh, last year after he departed his family's 39M just a few hours before the Eldora Million was set to start. And he spent much of the rest of the year splitting time between Bernie's Indy Race Part 71 and the Clawson Marshall 7BC when Tyler Courtney was injured. Whatever happened between the two sides, though, did eventually get worked out with Macri rejoining the team in October. In 2022, the 39M was one of the best teams in the country. They racked up 23 wins in 93 starts, and they were off to a similar pace last year before things went sideways. After the split, though, neither side was really the same. Macri uh, went winless through the rest of the year. And the 39M, I think, only won one time with Lance DeWeese in the seat. Uh, we'll get to see this week how quickly the 39M can get back up to speed with action starting on Wednesday. Uh, as expected, uh, we talked about this yesterday, the Monday show at East Bay for the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series was rained out. The night's action wasn't canceled, though, and has uh, instead been postponed in a little bit of a different way that I've seen before. Instead of rerunning the program altogether at a later date, they're going to chop the night up and are going to run the pieces of it through the rest of the week. So after tonight's action is complete, they're going to run qualifying for that makeup show. After Wednesday, it'll be the heat races and the B mains. And then after Thursday is done, they'll run the 25 lap feature. There are definitely some criticisms of this plan floating around. So we'll have to see how it works out. East Bay a year ago turned into a rocket chassis party with the whole week going to drivers and teams running rocket cars, including Tyler Erb, Ashen Winger and Ryan Gustin early. And then the final two nights went to Hudson O'Neill. This came after Rocket had basically been shut out of the win column to start 2023. Things haven't been quite the same, though, this year, and we've seen plenty of speed from the Rocket cars, including multiple house car wins already and some podium sweeps. Hot laps are scheduled today for 5.30 p.m. Eastern, and tonight's show is 5,000 to win. And don't be surprised if a team or two sits out some of these early East Bay nights, as not all of them are for points. Uh, if you're near the track, Flow Racing has live coverage. And at Volusia on Monday, they had 113 UMP modified signed in. We had a six-pack of feature winners on the night. Brian Ruhlman, Mitch Thomas, Tyler, uh, Tyler Nicely, Tim Ward, David Stremme, and Will Krupp all picked up Gator trophies. Today at Dirt Car Nationals, they'll do it all over again with another six modified features, but in between, we'll have sprint car practice sprinkled in. The World of Outlaws teams will get three hot lap sessions through the night to get things dialed in before racing then starts on Wednesday. Dirt Vision will have live coverage for those of you who are watching from afar. 
All right, that's it for today's daily. If you want to hear even more from me, check out Wing Nation today. It's their first show of the year, and me and Brad Doty are joining Steve Post and Aaron Amerham to talk the start of the sprint car season. You can find Wing Nation on Facebook and on YouTube. Hope you guys have a great Tuesday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. <laughs>